The muses are ghosts, and sometimes they come uninvited. Stephen King, Bag of Bones. Hey, Justin. Hey, Kayla. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how the weather is in Rochester, but here in Nashville, it is a very dark and rainy night and mm. uh, pretty much matches the last uh, 200 pages of Bag of Bones. Uh, yeah, very gothic kind of feel. Um, yeah, yeah. Prob- probably some ghosts lurking around. Seems about right. Yeah, ghost or annoying dogs, one or the other. <laughs> They're not annoying. <laughs> oh gosh uh yeah we're talking about bag of bones tonight uh which came out in 1998 it's one of king's more i think what you would call like a literary (laughs) book or what maybe he likes to think of as a literary book at least aspires to it yes for sure um yeah what's kind of your like first thoughts about bag of bones yeah, you know, I didn't really, I didn't know anything about this one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it popped up on the list and I was really just kind of like, oh, I, you know, really had not even heard of this one. Um, and uh, so I was really coming in blind to this one. Um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk online about how this was kind of, this was King's first sure. And so he was mm-hmm. really going all out with uh, literary efforts, um, which I think uh, some of it worked and some of it didn't work. <laughs> but yes. uh, what what had you had you read this one before? Did you know anything about it? I didn't know anything about it. I remember seeing maybe it was from a TV show a couple of years ago. There's a a picture of like a little girl underwater. Um, and it's kind of green, but that's all I really remember is that image, uh, which isn't even a particularly interesting image. And I think it must be from the TV show, but, um, yeah, it didn't really, (laughs) it doesn't really tell you much about what's actually in the, the book, but I didn't really know much about this either. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure his publisher would love to hear that, but I think it's definitely (laughs) one of his more, uh, if not obscure, then certainly lesser known works. Yeah, um, which is interesting considering they seem to really, from what I've read about the publishing on this, they really seem to push this quite hard. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, they pushed it. And like almost all of his stuff, it was, you know, number one on the bestseller oh, sure, list yeah. for, 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 you know, 10, 10 weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, ob- obscure, I think, is a fair, is a somewhat relative term here. There are thousands of authors who would die for that kind of obscurity, uh, right but... i know i think he was uh, in an interview he was tom clancy or something which is like uh, whatever it's like number one and number two and even the character in the book m- mentions a couple of times like oh i'm the one who's always number four on the bestseller list <laughs> it's like shut yeah, up yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh, it's... yeah. Well, s- speaking of um, the uh, the lead character referring to other authors, um, this one, this one's pretty heavy on the um, Stephen King verse references. Um, mm, so I'm mm-hmm. sure you noticed. Yes, you texted me about uh, Ralph Rob. 
I did text you about Sorry. Ralph. Yeah, old <laughs> Ralph Roberts from Insomnia oh, pops Ralph. up, and yeah. uh, thankfully it's very brief, and there's not really any other mention of the events of that oh. um, crime against literature. But <laughs> yeah, I was grateful for that. We do get a lot of stuff in Dairy, a lot of stuff uh, about Castle Rock. Just kind of, he's back in his general territory that he's yeah, often known for. We, we learn so. that, um, not shockingly, but sadly, old uh, Thad Beaumont from the Dark Half is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, then at the very end, we even get uh, an appearance by everyone's favorite sheriff, uh, Norris Ridgwick. Yep. <laughs> I know, and they kept talking about Alan Pangborn a few times, and you know, it's it's always the kind of fun brief mentions that I always appreciate. It's, uh, you know, it's those are kind of fun because they are existing in the same universe. So I do appreciate that he's aware of like who the sheriff is. It's just, you know, just been a couple of years. Sheriff turnover isn't super fast. It seems like so, uh, you know, yeah. I kind of, I appreciate that he is considering that as he's writing his no, I books. Agree. It's, and it's, it's, it's something yeah. he does that I always like, because I think he does it. He does it you know, in a way that it's really fun for people who have read them, you know, in the order that we mm. have. And, but even if you were reading this blind, you know, you would probably recognize that that's probably a reference to a past book, but it doesn't at all distract from, from the main plot. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, they'll set things in dairy and I feel like people know what, dairy is and that's a stephen king town and stuff but it doesn't seem to distract too much um most of the time some of the time yeah. it, it can be a little distracting but <laughs> uh, you know i feel like this one was was fine he's back in his old stomping ground well did you uh before we ramble on too much further did you want to try to give a brief plot rundown of this one Sure. As with a lot of Stephen King books, there's a lot of stuff going on in this. So I'll try to keep it somewhere. Yeah, brief. yeah. A um, few, a few yeah. hard left turns. <laughs> yes, uh, Mike Noonan is uh, a writer. Uh, you know, quite a best-selling writer. He is suffering from writer's block after the death of his wife—a very sudden death—and um, he decides to go to their uh, main vacation home, which is called Sarah Laughs. Um, which is named after a jazz singer, uh, Sarah Tidwell. Um, Mike goes up to this area, kind of gets to know the townspeople a little bit and meets Maddie, who is a sexy librarian lady, um, <laughs> and her daughter, Kira. Uh, there's a custody battle between the two. Um, there are also lots of ghosts that show up. So we get uh, hints of his uh, wife's ghost, uh, Sarah's ghost, um, and it turns out that Sarah's ghost is haunting the people of this town because of something that happened to her and how she and her child died. Um, so that is <laughs> as kind of brief as I could get it, but there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, boy, that's it's a hard one to summarize. Uh, that yeah, there there are a lot of uh, kind of storylines that weave together and uh mm -hmm. that, that do so with varying success yeah um the book references a lot in the beginning um the book rebecca by daphne du maurier 
Um, and I'm a huge fan of that book. I've loved that book for a really long time. So when it started coming up, I was like, oh, I know this story. Like, this is going to be like really cool because King is going to, you know, play with maybe some of the bones of the story, um, which is about a uh, young woman who marries a kind of wealthy, mysterious widower and she moves into his house. And, you know, it's a very psychological thriller, you know, is his. Uh, dead wife haunting her or is she just kind of tortured by the reputation of this wonderful woman you know is her new husband uh, a murderer or is he just kind of a sad widower you know what's going on it's a lot of uh, interesting plot lines and you know it has some of those elements but then it takes a real big left turn um, with a lot of (laughs) that that story just kind of goes out the window at a certain point in time which was a little disappointing for me yeah right yeah um yeah i i have i have not read i've not read that book i that, well, quite a while ago i saw the the hitchcock adaptation mm-hmm. of it um mm-hmm. but uh it, it was so long ago i didn't remember a whole lot of it but yeah. uh yeah no it's it's interesting to hear your take on that because i i was curious um how much i was missing um by not having not having read that novel previously, um, but uh, <laughs> then I kind of got entangled in all of the uh, twist of of the the main story of this one anyway, and kind of mm-hmm. stopped worrying about that as much. Yeah, when he meets Maddie and Kira, I thought, oh, okay, well he's you know he's gonna date Maddie, she's gonna move into the house, and there's gonna be all this like ghosty stuff happening with his you know wife's ghost or whatever. But then that only happens a little bit and then there's another ghost that comes in and it's just yeah i i was very thrown off by this um in a lot of places yeah uh i agree um i probably you know probably for the first uh maybe even the first half of it certainly the first 40 percent or so um i was really into it i found Mm. it a a kind of fast-paced enjoyable read i was interested to see where things went, you know, with um, like you like you said, with the with the budding relationship with Maddie and her daughter, and then, yeah, boy, then he just really started tying in the ghost stories and the custody battle, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of I kind of just stopped caring. Yeah, that custody battle situation, it's like just cut it out. Just it's not necessary. We're not getting a lot of. Um, it seems like it's supposed to add suspense, but it really doesn't. We're not sure why Max DeVore is so evil. <laughs> like, it's just right. Yeah, it seems very it, weird. Yeah. It really, it, you know, it's it, that that whole that whole storyline brings in a few characters that ultimately just aren't that important mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of the plot. Yeah. And, uh you know i guess it yeah i mean i guess that's the you know uh max and um and his uh you know henchman or hench hench lady Mm -hmm. uh those those are (laughs) i guess our our antagonist but yeah i've just really had really had a hard time working up a whole lot of passion either way um, on on their behalf. Yeah. Agreed. Um, What did you think about the mystery and the ghost story about Sarah Tidwell, the jazz singer? 
again, you know, even with the ghost story, I found it so not confusing, but just frustrating and convoluted because mm. there's really like what three different ghosts haunting his house, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I just didn't, I, I, one ghost is enough, man. You can, you can do a good, you can do a good ghost story with just one ghost. Yep. Yeah. We don't need a whole lot. You know, it's, we're okay. Um, I thought he's dealing with a a lot in the story. He's trying to deal with um, racial prejudice um, in the town. Uh, Sarah Tidwell uh, was a black woman who was murdered and her child was also murdered. Um, And she has a curse on the town. And there's something about firstborn children with the names starting with a K or a C which is stupid yeah it's just stupid like what like who cares i don't care about this um yeah yeah yeah. that that really came out of nowhere i was like wait that's what this whole thing was about was like right and it's then it's not then he's like oh yeah and it's not even just people whose names she started with a k there's also all of these c names (laughs) just so (laughs) so really any anything (laughs) phonetically close to that is in danger here yeah and I, I just thought it wasn't particularly successful in any aspect of that storyline. Yeah, no, um, I mean, we just, yeah, we get real, really abrupt personality changes mm, in, mm-hmm. you know, characters like Bill Dean, the caretaker. Yes. And, and you're just really left wondering, like, where did that come from? Like, there was no build up to that shift at all. Right. Um, we also get some very odd things about, um, you know, Kira and Maddie are really important characters, but they also don't particularly stand out very much, except for just to be there for Mike to talk to. It's they're very like odd. I felt very flat characters. Um, you know, Kira's just a little girl; she's like three or four, I guess, but she's also too precocious for a three or four year old, which I found really distracting. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I feel you know about three-fourths of the through the book you know they're having this great party he's falling in love with maddie he loves kira and then there's a drive-by shooting that kills maddie yeah. it's like what yeah. is happening that one that <laughs> one just totally came out of nowhere yeah. uh, you know yeah. yeah and and he even he even makes a reference at the very end of it you know where he says that there's an, a quote by another author that's like you know the easiest way to get rid of a literary problem is with a gun and but yeah. and that's exactly what he did i it, it so just it, it made it made no sense and it's one of the uh it's it's one of the absolute least satisfying um turn turns of events in any of the books that we've read <laughs> i absolutely agree there's you know i feel like i can i can roll with a lot of weird stuff in books that's it's fine if you want to kind of take a left turn or a big twist great but you have to like make it in a satisfying sensical way and this just made no sense it didn't have really too much of an impact on the story except toward the end he's trying to adopt kira okay i don't care like i just didn't i didn't feel invested at all in that part of the story or yeah i didn't either and even at even at the very end you know i'm kind of like at this point like why why are you telling us that he's still embroiled in this legal bas- legal battle to gain custody of her. Like, 
Right. The story's over. Just say, yeah, he got custody of her, and you know, everything's happily ever after. <laughs> like the even end, at that, right. even at that part, like uh, don't don't drop me into the middle of this. Don't. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, and and again, like I said, I thought I thought this book started off pretty strong. You know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. ever going to be one of one of our favorites that we've read, but I thought it started strong. I was intrigued by what was happening. And honestly, some mm-hmm. of the uh, early, some of the early dream sequences that he wrote in this book, uh, I thought were, were some of the like best dream sequence writing he's ever done. And I sure. think we've both yeah. talked, we've, we've both talked about how we generally find dream sequence uh, writing annoying and unnecessary and mm-hmm. just kind of ridiculous sounding um but but some of the early ones in this book you know particularly the one he has where he's walking down the driveway to the cabin um i found yeah. you know well really well written and really compelling and then he just keeps bringing in all of these other plot elements and everything just gets mm-hmm. bogged down in its own you know it's the, everything's just as tangled and convoluted as the the roots of one of his uh, lakeside trees in this book. I guess the one <laughs> yeah. that at the end somehow somehow is possessed by the spirit of Sarah Tidwell. Oh, and God. at that point, I was like, I just don't have any idea what's going on right now, but I'm just going to keep reading these words so that I can be done with this book. Yes, agreed. Um, in college and grad school, I read a lot of uh, gothic novels, and I took a gothic novel class, and you know the best ones are like really are really strong beautiful but the worst ones are like this where they throw in everything it's less like they're like kitchen sink books they do yeah you know there's psychic connections there's ghosts there's twists there's domestic drama there's just too much and then there's explanations of everything in the wrong places or no explanations in the places that actually need explanations. Um, so I get that he was trying to write a more kind of gothic story, but it turned out to be like the worst kind of gothic stuff where you just throw in everything and see what works. He and really none of did. It does. <laughs> and this yeah. one for, for me kind of towards the end, um, this one actually reminded me of like Gerald's game. I was like, this book just will not end, you know, <laughs> He, right. he yeah. uh, like he vanquished the spirit of Sarah Tidwell that was residing in the weird tree creature type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then he comes back and the kid's gone. So then he has to chase down the kid who's, you know, mm-hmm. been kidnapped, been kidnapped by the, the daughter. And and then even when that's done, we're still not done because then he gets to the then we get to the Christmas scene where he's telling his brother in law all mm-hmm. about everything and i i just right. you know th- this this is another one um you know certainly not the first time we've seen it but this book i think it was like i said it was, it was never going to me it was never going to be great but it would have been way stronger if it was 100 pages shorter uh absolutely yes yes we could have cut out an entire storyline and been perfectly i would have you know i wouldn't have loved it probably like you said it's not going to be most beloved but if you cut out like an entire storyline it's like oh okay now i can somewhat piece together what this story is supposed to be about right Um, yeah yeah just just too much going on here uh you know probably uh 
he he's got some really great books where he deftly manages two storylines and brings them together close to the end but mm-hmm. this one this one just felt like it had like four storylines going on and uh just very unsatisfying merger of them yes absolutely and i think a lot of it is the books where he does that successfully we are invested in the characters a lot i think um and his characters are can it can be really really strong um but i felt like in this i don't care about mike he seems like a very typical like writer type i get that his wife died and that's you know it was terrible he's dealing with grief of this but he's not interesting beyond that at all uh maddie isn't interesting at all there's just nothing that pulls me to the story to make me care about what happens to these people and i think even in it where there's a bazillion characters and everyone has a backstory we care about them and so i'm willing to kind of roll with whatever they're doing because I I care and he's made me care so yeah this one just it didn't really grab me from the start and it definitely didn't keep my attention <laughs> yeah I agree well yeah I see I see we've cleared the 20 minute mark I think we've probably spent <laughs> spent enough time on bag of bones and and made our yeah. feelings about it abundantly clear yes very very clear um I'm ready for crowns are you yeah, I'm good for crowns. Go ahead and kick us off. All right, I'm going to give this thing one. I've already complained about it a lot. I, you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever read, but I was just so disappointed. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, yeah, this is another one. Uh, prob- I've probably had about a week to think about it, and it's it's kind of slipped in my estimation even since then, so... I'm right there with you. Uh, probably, probably just one, you know, like I said, pretty, pretty decent start, but just really unsatisfying finish. And, uh, just really, really didn't do much for me. Not something I would ever have any desire to, to go back and read again. And, and yeah, really just kind of a bummer, um, in the middle of a stretch of, uh, what otherwise have been, um, some, books um ever since mm-hmm. the uh the infamous insomnia incident <laughs> yes the the incident of which we will hopefully not have to see much of after this point so. right yeah i, I <laughs> was under the i was under the impression that ralph roberts was dead and buried um before this book Mm-mm. well hopefully not we definitely don't see him in our next book which is the green mile so I'm right happy which is the green mile <laughs> and which just uh spoiler alert kind of um redeems all of the pain of of reading <sighs> of reading this book yeah it's oh i'm just so excited <laughs> i was very happy as soon as i put down a bag of bones i was like oh thank god <laughs> i get to go get green mile so happy <laughs> all right well thanks kayla and have a lovely thanksgiving and hopefully your husband has recovered from the brutalization that the packers took on sunday (laughs) night i can assure you he has not but he appreciates your sympathies (laughs) all right see you later (laughs) bye For more of our Stephen King adventures, please follow us on Instagram at The Year of King.